Today's program is brought to you by Heritage Foods USA, the nation's largest distributor of heritage breed pigs and turkeys. For more information, visit heritagefoodsusa.com. I'm Erica Wides, host of Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Greetings and welcome to Animal Instinct here on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Celia Kutcher. I'm also known as the Food Healer. Welcome to the show. Today, I'll be speaking with animal communicator and author, Marta Williams, and veterinarian, Dr. Sue Chan, all about some regulations that are happening in California regarding complementary healing modalities for animals. If you've got furry friends, you're really going to want to stay tuned. So let's just get started. Hi, Marta. Are you there? Hi, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can totally hear you. You sound great. Thank you so much for taking some time to talk to me about this. Um, I'm really, really interested in what you and Sue are going to tell us because I've done a lot of research on this, and short of your website, I haven't found a lot. Yeah. Thank you for inviting us. Oh, you're so welcome. And I'm just, let's get this going. I'm very excited. So, Sue, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Thank you again for taking time to be with us today. I really appreciate it. I know, especially as a vet, you have a really busy schedule. So welcome, and thank you both very, very much. You're very welcome. So my first question is going to be from Marta. Um, what is going on in California with the California Veterinary Medical Board? Like, what is this all about? Well, a few years ago, the California uh, Veterinary Medical Board, which is an appointed board, um, made it illegal for people, uh, practitioners, to do acupuncture, chiropractic, or dental uh, procedures unless they worked in a vet office or they hired a vet to come with them in the field to do those procedures. Wow. Like an equine vet would ha- has to bring a equine dental person has to bring a vet along. Oh wow! And they'll get and they will get fined, sanctioned and even have jail time if they don't comply. And I, I actually know people who have had things, have really? actions taken against them. The, the current situation is that the vet, California Vet Board now has proposed language that would be more inclusive, and, and actually Sue's going to talk about this, but it, it could actually include all kinds of animal care and make it illegal, not just if it's supervised, but if there's not a veterinarian performing it. In other words, oh, wow. a licensed veterinarian could perform the, these animal care activities, and Sue's going to go into what they are, but quite literally it's just about anything. Um, the, langu- the proposed language has not been solidified, but a version of it in September said um, the use of physical, chemical, or other thermal magnetic biofeedback water therapy, therapeutic massage, manual therapy, uh, exercise for prevention or cure of or relief, Um, and it could include anything including evaluation, treatment, instruction, and consultation, and and that's just about everything in the universe right there. It really is. And anything that comes into that category or whatever their final definition of, of animal rehab is would be considered illegal if not done by a veterinarian. Wow. Wow. Well, that's not going to help me out either because I do complementary therapies as well. 
this is terrible and it doesn't Ugh, this is awful um sue what's what other modalities are we talking about and um can you give us an example of what is under fire really okay well actually she pretty much covered it you okay. know swim therapy massage therapy um lasers use of magnets exercise therapy um it includes, and you know, by the way they've defined it, it could include what farriers, groomers, and trainers do for their clients. Um, wow! Because they, they've already—it's—it's it's not just treatment; it's also prevention. So you can't advise them how to do things, um, or you know, even as a consult, um, they've already clamped down on the art of uh, acupuncture, artificial insemination, nutritional counseling. Oh. chiropractic medicine and teeth scaling by groomers and, and the dental uh, for equine dentistry, too. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I, I, too, know people who've gotten and uh, find thousands of dollars and been threatened um, with all sorts of jail time and things like that. Uh, Unbelievable. I mean, you would I that I wasn't expecting to hear from you guys. I figured there'd be threats and stuff, but I'm amazed that they're so proactive on this. Well, the... the the most bizarre thing is they actually do stings. They don't even no. warn these people with letters. They just go out and do a sting, oh and then they'll they'll do all the, their enforcement activities. Wow! And I mean, for this, for me, this breaks my heart because I work in animal nutrition and I have for a really long time. And you know, I, in terms of veterinary medicine, you know, I can't do surgery. I can't do all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, while you doctors are learning all that kind of thing, and you know, I was able to learn all of this other stuff and I could work in a vet's office at the time in order to work with them regarding nutritional healing. But now that's going to be illegal too. Like they could, could be. enforce it. All they'd have to do is um, decide to name it as in the regulations and then they can go after people. Yeah. They don't have to go to the legislature to get this approved and they don't have to go to the voters. Wow. They just... Wow. Say it's it, and it's in so. In meetings that are supposed to be public, but how many people even know about the meetings? Yeah, nobody knows about this. Nobody knows about this. I mean, like, nobody knows about this. I actually contacted a couple of vets around the country that I'm friends with, and they were all like, one person had heard about it, but everyone else was like, I don't know what you're discussing. And that scares the hell out of me because, you know, I mean, even like, like an animal, like an equine dentist, for example, for anyone that hasn't ever had horses or worked with them, I mean, this is a guy who studied for years. He comes to the barn. He has all his tools. He does this. You know, he's trained. Like, he isn't some guy who read this in a book. You know, he actually has training under his belt. And for him to have to bring a veterinarian with him, that's going to be a fortune. It's going to cost more. It's going to be more time. It's, I don't know if it's going to be helpful for veterinarians because they're going to wind up doing a lot of procedures that weren't normally done or losing the ability to have those procedures done in their practices. It's already required in California. We've already lost the access to the equine dentist and the the dentist, uh, anesthesia free dentistry on dogs and cats. Wow. You know, and and now they want to take all the rest of it. So what we're looking at is, is okay, what's wrong with this picture? How to do equine dentistry and developed all the techniques Mm -hmm. was fined and sanctioned and (laughs) threatened by the vet board, even though he had veterinarians working with him. All the time. You're wow. talking about a case, Sue? Oh, yes, yes. It actually happened. Wow. Yeah, and it was an equine. I, I, I didn't quite hear what you said. Yeah, that's, 
that's the one that can you restate taught all the it? veterinarians how to do this work. Unreal. Really unreal. It's so, an equine dentist who taught veterinarians how to do equine dentistry, and then right. he got he he got, he, he got my God. Um, harassed by the vet board. Oh yeah, yeah. He got okay. shut down. Oh, he, he got had to shut go back down. and get his RVT just to get them off his back. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. And so Sue, why do you think? What do you think started this? Like, was there a specific incident that just kind of pushed this whole thing along? Well. um... The, the most recent one I understand was a case where a dog was doing hydrotherapy. It was like treadmill work with, mm-hmm. on water, uh, using water, and um, he had a heart attack. And so that's their rationale for coming wow. down on uh, hydrotherapy as one of the animal rehabs to go after. But, you know, a dog could have a heart attack just walking down the street. Yeah. You know, it could die in a vet's office from yeah. a heart attack. I don't understand how they can, but they they use these sort of crazy cases to, as justification. It's just any excuse. They don't even have data. Oh, you Data on the cases. They refuse to give it to us, and they even admit they don't even track the cases. So it's all anecdotal. It may be here and there. They don't um, they don't take into account that there's a lot of animals that die in veterinary yeah, care yeah. Uh, due to accidents and misdiagnoses yep. all the time. It happens all the time. Yep. And malpractice. Yep. And malpractice. But they say the reason they have to do this, Celia, mm-hmm. is because they have to protect us from our bad judgment. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. That's, their, that's what they say. We have to, Animals are in danger, and if we let you decide who you want to take your animals to, and it's not a veterinarian, then the animals will be in danger, and we have to protect you from that. That's insane. I know. Oh my god. I, I I'm you, you you knocked me speechless. Like I just don't even see the logic in this. Well, okay, that's logic. because it's not a logical. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I mean it's far from a laughing matter. It's just oh my god, this is unreal. All right, so Sue, as we know, very few vets are able to study alternative methods. So ultimately, this could wipe out like every alternative practitioner out there. Like, what would be the point of that? Well, it would give the, you know, there's some vets who do learn these techniques, and so even though they might not be great at it, they've learned it, and so they can hang the shingle. And even vets who don't have training can go ahead and say, I do it, because they have a vet license. Mm -hmm. And so they might not be the best at it, but, hey, they can do it legally because they're a vet, and supposedly vets know everything. Exactly. I mean, here's my question for you is as a vet, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make it a small animal practice because that's what I'm more familiar with is like dog and cat and that kind of thing. I mean, at the clinic that I worked at, we had vet techs that were trained to do dentals as in every clinic, you know, and so doing these dentals and stuff was a big part of our bread and butter and needed, you know, and so now all I can see is like if you if you wind up having to do all your dentals in a small clinic, you're not going to have time to see any other clients. Right. So, so like, what saying, happens with that? They're saying uh, that the art, the vet techs can mm-hmm. do it under vet supervision, but it cannot be done outside of a vet clinic, and it can't be done by lay people. It has to either be done by the veterinarian or his or her staff. So now, let's say you have a horse. So does that mean that you have to ship your horse to the vet's practice in order to do this so the vets can't do house calls anymore? Oh, they can do house calls. Okay. You, 
but like let's say you were doing massage mm-hmm. let's say they make massage illegal you either have to have the vet come to you and only the vet could do massage mm-hmm. nobody else or you take your horse to the vet to get massage okay so how expensive do you think that's going to get? Oh, my God. I mean, I have a friend who's a horse masseuse, and she makes 150 an hour now. I mean, a vet's going to be easily four or 500 Right. And well, it's going to kill the all the The thing about samples. the equine dentistry, too, is the vets, um, uh, there are some equine dentists who are practicing, and they bring a, de- a vet along with them, mm-hmm. um, and the vets have to be present legally. And vets will admit that they don't know anything about equine dentistry anyway, but oh, great. they have to be there. Great. And so the, the equine dentists have to charge extra. Yeah, totally. Have, have a babysitter. Oh, my God. Who really doesn't know what they're doing. A lot extra. <laughs> like $100 just to have them there. So this could be a great position for vets that are really, really horrible and that can't get hired because they're going to need them in order to just follow people around and not oh, yeah. know what they're doing. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, this sounds so promising. Yeah, yeah I just want to add something. There, there was an analysis done by the vet board of the potential impacts of this, and basically they said, oh, no impact. The only thing that might happen is some vets and vet techs and vet staff might get more work, but there won't be any impact on the California economy. There won't be any impact oh, on any on. practitioners. You know, they might have to find some way to do something else. What? That's such a crock. How many millions of people in California do this work? Totally. Alternative and complimentary. And we're just supposed to go, you know, go twiddle our thumbs to make money? Come on. No, and that scares the hell out of me because, I mean, if they're going after California, you guys are so on top of this regarding the entire country and alternative modalities, especially for animals, that, like, if you guys get screwed, the rest of the country is dead. I I hate to tell you, but the rest of the country is dead. Already. They've really? already done this to a whole lot of states. So, like, where else is this happening? Um, well, everywhere. And they, there's uh, on, our, on our website, on our, excuse me, Facebook page, which is California Alliance for Animal Owners' Rights. If you just Google that on Facebook, put that in on Facebook, California Alliance for animal owners' rights, mm-hmm. then um, you'll find uh, some posts at the top of the Facebook page that show the um, animal massage laws and by state and also scope of practice by state. And basically, there's a number of states that where acupuncture, chiropractic, and dentistry is already illegal. Mm. Most of them, really. And there's also a number of states that have physical therapies illegal unless done by a vet, oh massage, artificial insemination, acupressure, applied kinesiology. Uh, Sue was talking about how low-cost vaccine clinics are yeah, inferior work, grooming. What was that about low-cost vaccine clinics, Sue? Yeah, low-cost vaccine clinics are abolished in Arizona. What? Because it requires a full physical exam before you vaccinate. Oh, my God. So, you know, it's like a, there's... I work for some low-cost, and actually I operate some low-cost vaccination clinics in California. And, um, you know, people are always thanking us so much for doing this because they can't afford $100 to vaccinate their dog. (laughs) That's like their yearly budget for vet care. Totally. And that's just the vaccine. And whereas, you know, for a fraction of that, we can get it done, and they can all be legal and their animals protected. 
Well, that's what scares me is that, you know, okay, so if, you know, my vet vaccines are, I don't know, you know, 80 bucks, we'll just say that. And then wait, no, you have to have an exam first and an exam is a hundred bucks. So now it's $180. There's a lot of people that are not going to be taking their domestic pets to the vet in order to keep them up. Right. And the vet board has not taken that into account. Mm. They, They act like that's not even an issue. And it's it's a huge issue. People are economically strapped throughout the state. Totally. To the drought, among other things. Oh, yeah. To have this kind of trip, double, triple the cost to have what they now can get with lay, lay practitioners? Mm. Mm. No. Yeah. Wow. Well, here's a good example. In Alabama, animal psychology mm-hmm. is regulated by and described as medicine. Oh, <laughs> so come on. You can't do animal psychology in Alabama. Unless you're a vet. So, wow. Okay. Oh, that's also in Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look at that scope of practice, it's crazy. What they're saying is illegal. But, yeah. I mean, things like grooming, like doing dog's nails yeah. could be in one state. I can't remember where it is. It's illegal now. Great. You and can't do that unless you're a vet. So a vet and, and a nail trim is going to go from $10 to 50 because some poor vet's going to get dragged out of another exam room in order to clip, you oh, know. No, they can have their staff do it, but you oh, know it's not going to be what a groomer charges. No. No. It'll be at least twice, if not, you know, four to five times more. Easily. Well, we need to take a quick break. Um, I'm talking to Marta Williams and Su Su Chan all about the California Alliance for Animal Owners' Rights. We'll be back in about a minute, minute and a half. there. It's Steve Jenkins. I'm with Fairway Markets. White Leghorn, Red Wattle, Bourbon Red, Navajo Churro. Well, these aren't names you're likely to hear at a Fairway butcher counter or any other counter today, but before the rise of factory farming, you would have. And at Heritage Foods USA, you still do. Heritage Foods USA exists to promote genetic diversity, small family farms, and a fully traceable food supply. You see, we believe the best way to help a family farmer is to buy from them. And Heritage Foods is honored to represent a network of family farmers and artisanal producers whose work presents an immeasurable gift to our food system and to biodiversity. The meat we celebrate, whether it's Heritage Turkey, Japanese Steaks, Berkshire Pork, or Navajo Churro Lamb Chops is the righteous kind. From healthy animals of sound genetics that have been treated humanely and allowed to pursue their natural instincts, it's a simple fact. Animals raised according to this philosophy taste better. And as we like to say, you have to eat them to save them. Visit us at HeritageFoodsUSA.com for more information. And we're back. I'm talking to Sue Chan and Marta Williams all about the California Alliance for Animal Owners' Rights. Um, Sue, as a vet, what do vets think about this? Um, oh, some, a lot of vets actually think it's great. Awesome. They think that they know everything there is to know about animal health, <sighs> and their knowledge is superior to others. Great. Um, other vets like me, I, I, res- I totally respect people who have... Um, knowledge that I don't have, I learn a lot from them, mm-hmm. um, and and we think these regulations are crazy. 
But a lot of vets won't say anything because they see the vet board is just way too powerful to go against. And, like, who are these people that make up this vet board? The vet board is made up um, four out There's seven people on the vet board. Four of them are veterinarians, and three are veterinarians, one's an RVT. The other three are just people in the public. Okay. Who are laid and they're appointed by the governor, I believe. Wow. Yeah, they're, I think it's government appointees. So or, They're appointed anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they might. I think some are recommended by um, legislators as well. Right, and but that's right. There, there are two recommended by the legislature. Yeah. Wow. But there's nobody on there representing alternative complementary practitioners or clients um, who take their animals to vets. Fancy that, you know? <laughs> it would make it a lot more difficult if they were Marta. <laughs> it's just so. It's so. Well, the consequences for for people that are trying to use alternative therapies and things like that, are the clients and the practitioners getting fined, or is it just the practitioners that are getting in trouble? Just the practitioners. Okay. Not that I don't, don't know if that although, makes any although difference. Although veterinarians, as a veterinarian, if I were to refer somebody to an alternative practitioner, mm-hmm. I could get fined because that's aiding and abetting the illegal oh my God. of veterinary medicine. And that's stated right in their code. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's on the cvma.org website. Um, you know, and it's... if you want the scope of practice for all, all, over, the, all over the U.S., mm-hmm. you can go to the avma.org website. Okay, cool. But I have that also posted on the California Alliance for Animal Owners Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And you can also find it on our website, which is uh, the acronym is Cal. Calor, C-A-L-A-A-O-R, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, dot .com or dot .org? Dot .com. Okay, cool. And so, Marta, I mean, you know, like, for example, myself and you, like, many of us are practitioners and we're licensed, and we went through these, like, really hardcore, vigorous trainings. And so will our, all our certifications will basically be null and void in states that have taken on this ruling? Um, I think that is a definite possibility. I know one th- one thing I wanted to point out that happened in a couple states is that the vet board, dis- in terms of massage, the vet board said, okay, we'll pick this one school, and you're going to be approved, and all the other massage schools aren't going to be approved. Oh, come on. Yeah, that happened in two states so far. Are they decent massage that's a, schools? That's a little, you know, landmine waiting to go off, and yeah. that's not a good situation. We don't want that situation. Um, so the, the, I think the point here is if people want to have licensing and insurance and that kind of thing, they can do that within their industry. Mm-hmm. They don't need to turn to the vet board to do some kind of draconian, you know, regulation yeah. of these industries. They can regulate themselves, and they do very well. Um, and I think one of the other things that needs to be said at this point is that with regard to human medicine, mm-hmm. chiropractors, acupuncturists, uh, you don't have to, in California, you don't have to go to a physician to be able to then go to a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. And you can take your child to a chiropractor without having to consult your physician or get a referral or have a physician present. Mm-hmm. So why, what on earth possible reasoning would there be for you to have to do that with your animal? It's a great question. 
It's a great question. I mean, when I first was talking about doing this interview with Allison, Allison Robbins, thank you. You're the reason we got this going. So really appreciate it, girl. Um, is that, you know, I was expecting it to be all about the pharmaceutical companies. You know, I was just expecting it to be big pharma coming on in going, no, you can't use this. You can't use that. And it doesn't really sound like big pharma. I mean, they may, but it doesn't sound like they're the driving force on this. No, not at all. It's a, it's the veterinarians. Um, in, in vet school, uh, they're taught that they are the pinnacle of um, the knowledge. And I've seen it. And I used to face all sorts of um, derision because mm-hmm. I would um, sort of bring up ideas that weren't, you know, based on what they consider real medicine. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's pretty sad. Oh, I just found out, I was looking it up, Mississippi um, calls nutraceutical therapy veterinary medicine. Oh, come right. on. Right, there are a couple states that, that regulate any kind of uh, nutrition or nutrition therapy as having to be done by a vet only. Oh, my God. So this is going to be like simple products. Of course, I can't think of any at this moment, but, you know... Um, Oh, my God, like simple lysine for cats that you can buy at the pet store if your cat has um, herpes in the eyes and stuff as a preventative. You're not going to be able to get that anymore then. Possibly. Nobody can tell you about it. (laughs) Oh, good point. Nobody would be able to tell you to get it. Oh, God. Yeah, it can be on the shelf, but nobody can tell you what it's for, right? So this is basically like we're going back to like the dark ages with the three witches in the middle of the forest that go and heal people, you know, and it's all super. Yeah. This is nuts. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's it's just, you know, it's all the legalese type mentality where you can't really do medicine. or You have to tiptoe around everything. Um, that's and like Big the, Brother, you know, yeah. watching over and everybody being in fear of being discovered and that kind of thing. That um, it has to be pulled. So if the the dentist says anything, he can get in trouble. Oh my <laughs> so, God! So he can whisper to the vet, "It needs to be pulled," and the vet can say it. But you know, God forbid that the dentist say anything. This is like, oh my God! This is like some like like king court like hierarchy BS right, right. from the seventeen hundreds. I'm waiting for the the people to say something. I mean, really, it's like, are you a witch? You know, I feel like we're getting to this point. This it. Wow. I mean, I really appreciate what you guys are doing regarding this and talking to you about it. I mean, I really was expecting oh, to get a lot of One thing I want to add before we run out of time. Oh, yeah, please. Is that the fix that we have come up with, mm-hmm. idea, is to do what was done for people in 2002 by, by Senator Burton in California. He passed a bill, SB 577, mm-hmm. and it basically says... You know, as long as you, the person is not doing medicine, mm-hmm. like surgery, diagnosing, doing prescribed drugs, etc., then you sign a waiver, and they keep that waiver on file. You sign a release waiver, and you can go do whatever you want, chiropractic, acupuncture, have fun. And that's what we want to have implemented for animals. Fine, we're not going to do surgery. We're not going to do diagnosis. Yeah. We're not going to do, you know, um, what else to um, prescribe drugs, etc. But after that, stay out of our bedroom. Let us do what we want. We'll sign a waiver that says we we are in, we are releasing you of liability, vet board, and go away. People can go sue in civil court if they have a problem with mm-hmm. a layperson practitioner. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that makes the most sense of anything that we've discussed today. And that's what they did in Illinois. And it seems to be working okay in Illinois. That's Illinois and Connecticut, both people fought in those two states. All the other states, people didn't really fight. But in Illinois and Connecticut, they did, and that's what they got. This is killing me that it happened in Connecticut. Like, I didn't even know it was on this coast. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's what we have to do in California. They, leave, they left California for last. You're kidding. No, because they knew there was a lot of, you know, people who like their alternative yeah, totally. modalities here. I am just, wow. I'm just, that's what really kills me is how quiet this has all been. You know, yeah, and there's at least 21 million people in California using some kind of complementary alternative, you know, wow. modality, and they don't know. People do not know. So we, one thing that has to happen is people need to get the word out. Mm-hmm. It's a big secret. Unbelievable. Well, it's easier to get past if nobody has a effing clue. But I mean, then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you know get hauled mm-hmm. off because you took your dog to daycare where they have a swimming pool and the dog's having a swim and all of a sudden it's hydrotherapy, you know? Like, that's what scares me too is that how, you know, if it's going to be just, it's, if it's going to be just be really broad, you know, it's so broad that anything you do could actually be like, you know, like washing a horse with a hose. No, that's hydrotherapy. No, that's a bath. Right. You well, know what I mean? The, like, the sad part is they don't even send out warning letters. They just, they do stings. That's their whole big thing, you know, it's like, oh, let's, let's do a sting. I've seen it because I work for the vet board. God. <laughs> I mean, with all due respect, d- don't these guys have something better to do? Nope, not, uh, apparently not. <sighs> yeah, it's amazing what the mentality that goes on in these boards. It's really kind of sad. But It almost makes me feel like it's a bunch of people that just really hate animals. Well, they, they or hate alternative really practitioners. Yeah, that too. That's a good. That's a really good point. Hello. The power thing. You know, <sighs> we, we're going to do it because we can. Exactly. And so, and they, you know, it's like actually, in my my experience, a lot of them, the, the care, the compassionate care of the animal is a secondary. Um, they'll, you know, want they'll push owners into doing really expensive treatments even yeah. though the animals are suffering from yeah. it. So. My God. Unreal. Yeah, the kind of prices that people are paying for vet treatments, I mean, eight, ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000? Who has that? Yeah, don't look at me. That's I mean, one of the reasons people go holistic and go totally. it because it... It works, and it's cheaper. And that's what breaks my heart, too, because, I mean, I've had so many clients going, you know, we've tried to deal with this for so many years, and thank you so much because of, you know, a couple little things. We've been able to, like, increase the quality of life for this pet and save themselves a fortune in the process. Right. And it sounds good to me. Yeah. It's called preventive care. But, you know, preventive care is considered veterinary medicine now. Yeah, exactly. And it comes down to, too, the question, why should I be able to take my child to a chiropractor, but my animal, you know, um, chiropractor, can only work on my animal if I pay a vet to be present, and why should I have to go to the trouble to haul my horse to a veterinarian and pay outrageous vet prices to get a massage from a vet who couldn't probably ever hope to be as good as my current horse body totally. worker is. Totally, because it's all they, that's the thing, too, is like everybody specializes in their one thing, so they're really, really specialized, and they know what's going right. on. 
you know, you can't take 20 years, 10 years of experience off of someone or get someone in who's green who's just got their That's certification. Right. There's no way. Yeah, they'd be throwing all that out the window. <sighs> wow. We actually have a draft bill. We're actually going to the legislators to try to get it through. And if people want to help, yes, please. I can go into that whenever. Yeah, I want to make sure that, like, let's do that now. I mean, what can what can our listeners do to help? Well, we do have a petition, an online petition, and we need it signed. It's it's really important for as many. You know, we need millions of people signing that thing. Okay. So that's on the the Facebook page and the website. And if people want to get involved and help with um, lobbying legislators, I mean, it would be great if somebody's a lobbyist and wants to volunteer their time. We need help that way. Mm -hmm. Somebody who knows a legislator who might be friendly to this idea, we need to get a legislator to sponsor a bill, and then we need to promote a bill and get it um, through Congress, through the legislature, and passed so that all of this will be irrelevant. It will be null and void. Wow. We'd also like to get um, organizations like um, associations, professional associations, um, horse, horse associations, livestock, pet mm-hmm. owners, trainers, um, all those clubs, groups to sign on as a group. Yeah. Yeah, we need them to, to – they can email us at office at com. Okay. And say, yes, include my name. When you go to the legislators, say that I support this. And so is it okay if our listeners contact you guys if they have any questions or if they might have any tips or know some people? Is that cool? Of course. Okay. The best way is to contact us through the website okay, address, perfect. email address, which okay. is office at com. Perfect. And that's the website, com. Cal, like Cal Fire, yep. and then AAOR is um, California Alliance for Animal Owner Rights. com, and it's a really good site. It's it's really clear. It's very concise. It's it's um, it reads well. I really I really liked it, and it was nice because it got me a lot of answers um, where in many cases there aren't. So I mean, thank you both for taking the time and fighting this fight because it just sounds like there aren't a lot of people doing it because nobody knows about it. Yeah, and and just want to add that it is on hold right now because they're trying to figure out. I think the vet board didn't expect there to be so much backlash. But, like, in September, a bunch of people found out about this and started going, wait a minute, this is not okay. Good. It's been snowballing since then, you know. More and more people are finding out and going, wait a minute, this is not, we don't want to go this way. And so they're kind of trying to, I think they're trying to get everything, you know, tight, Mm -hmm. (laughs) battened down because they didn't realize that they were going to have a fight. How do you not? I mean, like, really? You know, come on. That's the well, point. I'm like, is there... they could slip it by, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Well, because they had success in the past with all these other mm. little practitioners, you know, and it's really kind of sad that they've they've hurt a lot of people in the process, yes. but they weren't, you know, um, organized. They, they haven't unbelievable you know, united to fight it because they're such small groups. Yeah. But I think it's the owners that need to get together and say, we, we yeah. don't want to totally. messing with our services anymore. Especially when it's going to, the way they've defined it, it could 
you know, it's like even groomers, if they see a sore on an animal and they put salve on it, that could be considered medicine. I mean, this is insane. Right, or, a, or a farrier. Maybe they wouldn't say no farriers, but they could say, well, a farrier can't address an abscess. Yeah. Only a vet can do that. Yep. Or even so then if your farrier finds an abscess you know, and works on it without calling the vet, right. they could get fined $10,000, told to cease and desist, and oh be put God. in jail. Oh, my God. And meanwhile, this is what they've been trained for. Because the vet board has now decided that any abscess in a horse's foot has to be handled by a vet, not a farrier. Boy, they would have been pissed off at my barn when I was a kid when we had 12 to 16-year-olds working on soaking abscesses and poultices and things like that, you know? (laughs) Okay, there is one exception. If you do stuff for free, they don't regulate it. Anybody who does something for you for free, they can't regulate it because it doesn't come under the purview of the, of the um, interesting business and commerce. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that's how some people are flying under the radar. They, you know, they trade services. Yep. Or under the table or whatever. But they exactly. take donations or cash only or whatever, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all it takes is, and that's the other thing, is enforcement would be very variable. So all it takes is one disgruntled person to turn you in. Totally, and you're done. You're dead. Oh, my God. Actually, it's usually the, another vet, a veterinarian. Nice. These people. It's not the clients. Nice. That's awesome. That's good to work together like that. You know, it's... <laughs> My God, you know, it's a real shame. And it's I I really thank you guys, because I mean, this has to be such an incredibly frustrating fight. And for sticking to your guns and, you know, taking the time and coming on this show. And I will do whatever I can to help you guys get the word out. I'm more than glad to help. So please keep in touch. I mean, if there really if there's anything I can do, man, I will be more than glad to do it because this is going to affect all of us. It already has affected you guys. I apparently it's affected me, too. I didn't even know about it. So surprise. Happy Monday. Yeah. So, you know, it's um, whatever we can do. Let's do it. And let's try to spread the word more. Um, Sadly, we're out of time. But Thank you guys again. I've learned so much, and I'm totally angry and totally freaked out now. Thanks to both of you guys, but <laughs> at least I'm sorry up. about that. But thank you so much <laughs> for having us on and helping get the word out. Me, yeah, totally. And I mean, you know, for what you guys have been doing, and it's been so tireless. Like, fight the fight, ladies, because we need you bad. Thank you so much. Thank you. And for the rest of you guys, I will be back next week with a new show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Check out their website. Check out our homepage. I'm on Twitter as The Food Healer. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.